Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Let's start off with some news. For those of you that are worried about me doing this, I don't know what to tell you. I would tell you that I was that I'm going to change, but that'd be a lie. Now, the reason why I'm doing this now in this message series is because I want us to know what we're up against and what we have to do to change it. We cannot we cannot stay the same. We are losing this world, and we are losing this country, and it's the church's fault. And to say it's our fault, we stood. Amen. That was quiet right there. I just let you off the hook. I just let you off the hook. We stood. We never closed. Never will. You're going to a church that ever did. You're at the wrong church with the wrong pastor, and I don't care how sweet they are. There you go. Let me tell you what's going on in the world right now. Latest public health. Now, this is from the, this is from the public health report of England. This is not Alex Jones, although I love Alex Jones. This is not right wing, this is not the Federalists, not the Gateway Pundit. This is from Public Health England. Shows that COVID-19 vaccines are increasing the risk. Not COVID-19, not the Delta variant. COVID-19 vaccines are increasing the risk of hospitalization and death due to COVID-19 significantly. So you take the vaccine, what happens? According to Dr. Robert Malone, the developer of mRNA technology, what happens is that you increase your viral load exponentially when you take the vaccine, both in your nasal cavity and in your bloodstream. That's absolute fact, that's not from me. Next up, from Rand Israel. People are always asking me for my sources. Listen, you gotta do it sometimes yourself. He was sending me, oh, what are your sources? I, I get it. I'll send them to you as best I can, but I get three, 400 messages a week. So don't get mad if I don't send it back to you. This is from Iran Israel, 95%. This is from a leading Israeli health official. 95% of severe patients of COVID-19 are vaccinated. 95%, 85 to 90% of hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. We are opening more and more COVID wards. The effectiveness of the vaccine is waning or fading out from Channel 13 News, Israel, not a bastion of right-wing conservatism. CDC Director Walensky said August, August 6th that what they, coronavirus vaccines, can't, can't, can't do anymore is prevent transmission, but they're telling you to get vaccinated. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> See how smart I am? I mean, you, t- you have to be, you have to be college educated to get to the place where I'm at. <laughs> they can't prevent transmission and they're telling you that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You have to be demonic to be that stupid. From August 5th, Sean Parnell, if these allegations are true that scientists at the University of Pittsburgh were harvesting kidneys of unborn babies while their hearts were still beating, they should not only have their taxpayer funding immediately suspended, everyone involved should face criminal charges. And by the way, these are the same people that tell you to take the vaccine. Next up... 
from the woke zombie. Their pediatric ICUs are filling up with COVID children in Florida. Seen that anywhere? I, I challenge you today. Anybody, depending on where you live, drive to SMH, drive to Venice Hospital, drive to Inglewood Hospital, drive to, drive to Foster Memorial, whatever they call it these days down there, and see if they're overwhelmed with COVID patients. But they're saying right now, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, whose leading government advisor is also on the Pfizer board, always keep that in mind, they're, pediat they're saying that their pediatric, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, their pediatric ICUs are filling up with COVID children in Florida. Antidotes. The data shows nothing of the sort. There's 150 total kids in the hospital in Florida. Whoops. 22 million people live here. And the ICU, remember, this is what they tell you every time. Don't let it get into your spirit. We're being overrun. Help us. Where? Drive to every hospital in this area. You will not find one that's overwhelmed. But that's what they put out. There are less kids per capita in the hospital than there was in the last wave. They are lying to you. That's correct. From Thomas Massey, Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky. Myocarditis and pericarditis, five times more likely after vaccination than reported by the CDC. According to a peer-reviewed, that means all the doctors have looked at it, paper published in the JAMA. How does this change the risk-benefit ratio for members of the military? Because you know what? If you're not vaccinated in the military, come September, you have no job. So what's the age range in the military? Basically men 18 to 40 years old, correct? Who have a 0.0 percentage chance of dying of COVID ever. But you want to inflame their heart and their heart lining around their heart. That's a great idea, Joe Biden. And you're like, Tom, this is political. What does this have to do with church? It's not political, it's evil. You need to understand something. They're trying to pump toxins into people. And then in order for you to be able to buy, sell, trade, or travel, have a card that proves that you were vaccinated. It's got nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18, that nobody's preaching about. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. You're like, well, Tom, you know what? Nobody has a mark on their forehead or on their right hand right now. Yeah, well, it only took us 18 months to get the vaccine passports. How long do you think it'll take if the church does not rise up and pastors don't start thumping the Bible? How much longer do you think it's going to be until you're offered that? Especially since all the technology is already in the works. Alex, Alex Berenson's, so we're clear. When you read all those worrying stories about respiratory virus filling children's hospitals, you are reading about RSV, which has nothing to do with COVID. It's a respiratory infection having nothing to do with COVID. And the likely reason this is happening now is because lockdowns prevented normal exposure. So 18 months of cases are happening all at once. Yeah, the same people that butcher the unborn to 60 million per year are really trying to save your kids. They hate kids. Speaking of evil, from John Cordillo, Fauci is an evil man, he leads off. 
Dr. Fauci spent $424,000 to have beagle puppies bitten to death by flies. It's absolute truth. It's absolute truth. Dr. Fauci and the National Institutes of Health, the ones that are really looking out for you, spent nearly half a million dollars torturing beagle puppies for a controversial research. According to documents obtained by White Coat, White Coat Waste using the Freedom of Information Act, this is bona fide fact, Fauci spent $424,000 to commission a study in which healthy beagles were given an experimental drug and intentionally infested with flies so that carry a disease-causing parasite that affects humans. The researchers are developing infections in 28 beagles and allowing them to suffer for three months before being euthanized. The dog experiments are set to be completed January 2022. However, the task order states that the beagles are to be euthanized 196 days after the start of the study. According to emails obtained by WCW, the study began November 12, 2020, meaning the beagles would have been scheduled to be euthanized last month. These are the people telling you to strap masks on your face. Anthony Fauci, a notorious baby butchering hack, is absolutely fine with sending millions of dollars to create the virus, millions of dollars to butcher the unborn, and then, he, and then Christians do what he tells them to do. Amazing to me, and still are, without hesitation. Justin Hart, Americans, speaking of Americans, no masks, no shutdowns, Delta fully prevalent in Sweden, zero deaths. Sweden never shut down, never locked down, never social distance. They have absolutely zero, zero COVID deaths. Why didn't everybody do? Why didn't Donald Trump do what they did? Because he lacked political courage. You have to stand up to evil. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. It will not happen. I don't care where the tyranny is in your life. Where's the tyranny in your life? You got a manipulating spouse, you got manipulating friends, manipulating bosses, whatever it may be, you cannot comply your way out. You have to stand. Well, if I do, she'll be mad at me forever. Who cares? Who cares? If I don't comply, then people are gonna call me names. Who cares? You, you can't wear enough masks. You can't wear it, you can't take enough vaccines to get out of this. You're gonna have to stand. Well, I might lose my job or get arrested. So is everybody else in the Bible. What are you afraid of? Easy for you to say, really? You thought you think it'll be for me to get arrested at my own house and go to my own jail where I took hundreds of people? Senator Rand Paul, Biden COVID advisor admits what I've been saying for a year. Biden COVID advisor admits Cut up scrapes of cloth undergarments, cloth masks. Don't stop the coronavirus from going in or out. So you know what? Why is that coming now almost 19 months in? Interesting. Oh, but it's all about your health, COVID caving pastors. Oh, but they're so sweet at my old church, you know? They're a bunch of boot-licking, butt-kissing, Worthless propagators of Anthony Fauci propaganda. I don't care. You need to understand, I don't care. Oh, Tom, you know, you're going to offend people. I don't care. What did Jesus do when the apostles came up and said to him, you know what, you offended. You offended the Pharisees today. And Jesus, oh, well, I'm going to change my message then. 
From the Washington Examiner, record number. From the Border Patrol, picked up 834 migrant children illegally crossing the border in one day. It's a brand new record. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Record setter. Each child was alone and without a parent or guardian. We also set a brand new record in July with 210,000 encounters at the border. And that's with 37,000 getaways, and you can times all of that times five of who really got into the United States in a month. But it's all about your health. And none of them are vaxxed, masked, or tested. They're loaded up on buses, into hotels, into planes, and scattered throughout the country. Amen. But it's all about your health, COVID caving Christians. I think it's about control. I think, about, I think, about, I think it's about demonic dominance. Nothing to do with your health from day one. What's happening to the housing market in America? Tom, you know, this is not pastoral. Yes, it is. You're supposed to be out in front of this as a clergyman. You're supposed to be out in front of it as a Christian. You have to speak to the, what are you going to say to people who have their house bought out from underneath them? They lost their job because a purposeful virus was released on the planet, a purposeful response to destroy the middle class, and they lost their house. What are you going to say? I love you in Jesus' name. What kind of gospel is that? You need to be offering these people solutions, and you at least need to be offering them the truth. What's going on in our country with our housing market right now? Well, they've devastated it because people can't afford to pay their rent. They can't afford to pay their mortgages, so they default on their mortgages, Right? And the companies like BlackRock, have you heard of them? BlackRock comes in and buys entire city blocks. Because you'll own nothing and be happy. According to the Great Reset. And then what happens is you have the Biden administration come in and put a moratorium on people being evicted. That sounds like a great thing, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Because you're bankrupting all the landlords who are people just like you and I. I've been a landlord. I spent years being a landlord as a cop. You think I was rolling around in money? At that time, I made $7,000 a year from this church. Think I was rolling around in money? No. I had to have the rent or I lost the house. Well, that's no problem because Black Rights are right there ready to buy it from you. Yeah. Funny how that all works, isn't it? Destroy the middle class with a 99.9% survivable virus and then offer the solution. We'll take everything you own and you'll be happy. And don't worry, you know, the Biden administration has extended federal student loan payment pause. Nobody needs to pay their student loans off anymore until January of next year, actually February of next year. So nobody has to pay rent, and nobody has to pay for their schooling. And we're $30 trillion in debt. I love to point out these little, fraud, these little fraudulent things. John Kerry took a private plane to attend Barack Obama's 700-member birthday party. Don't believe that he scaled it down. Have you seen the preparations out on his Martha's Vineyard island that he lives on? Here's the funniest one. Women's prisons in California, women's prisons are dealing with a wave of pregnancies. How's that happening? Are they, are they trans women impregnating each other? No, what happened was is that Gavin Newsom allowed men, trans women, what they call trans women, I'll just go ahead and make it easy. He's allowed men into women's prisons that identify as women. So I guess if you're a guy that goes in there, get ready, high offense alert, 
If, you, if you're a guy that goes in there identifying as a woman and you impregnate a woman, then I guess you're a lesbian with a penis. Is that accurate? See how that works? And now they've got a wave of pregnancies inside of prisons. There you go. There's the news. That's where we're at. So what are we going to do about it, church? What I just did was for you, not for them. It will do nothing for them. I can read off all those statistics. It does nothing. Believe me, it does absolutely nothing. So what are we going to do? Numbers chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. Then he said, the Lord said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, as you can just substitute the word Christian. I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak to him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Who are we today? Moses is us. Why are they not afraid to speak against us? You ever ask yourself that question? Why are they not afraid of the church? I, it says nothing to do, Facebook, you can ban me if you want, I don't care. It has nothing to do with armed violence or any violence of any sort. Does everybody get me? You protect yourself, that's great. I'm not talking about any sort of armed insurrection of any kind. I'm talking about why are they not afraid of the power of God flowing through the believer? Why? 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. Why are they not afraid? Why are they not afraid of us? Acts chapter 5, 4 and 5. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, this is Ananias and Sapphira, was it not in your own control? Speaking about a property sale that he's lying about. Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell dead and breathed his last. So great fear, so great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Acts 5, 9 through 11, then Peter said to her, Sapphira, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look at, look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Yeah, Tom, but that was during the Bible days. There is no such thing. This is the Bible days. He does not change. Malachi 3, 6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8, it's that the church is missing something. Look at me now. You can be all that, you can claim all that you want. And I really, I challenge Christians with this. Claim all that you want. Well, I've got this going, I've got that going. Is the power of God in your life? Are the lost being found? Are the dead being raised? Are the sick being healed? Are the infirmed walking? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Not, well, you know, I do a four-minute daily bread devotional every morning before whatever morning shows I watch in my six hours per day on Facebook. But I'm going to heaven. They will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. 
And young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. Listen to verse 11. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Why is that not happening? Why, why is Joe Biden not afraid to trample all over the evangelical movement? Why is that? Why, why is he not afraid to do it? I'll get to the solution. Acts chapter 17, 1 through 6. Now when they had passed through two places, I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce them. They came into Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying that this Jesus whom I preached to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and a great multitude of devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women joined Paul and Silas. What were they doing? Explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again, saying that he was the legitimate Christ. But the Jews who were not persuaded became envious. Why is nobody envying the church? Took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of J Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, the, the, these who have turned the world upside down. Is the church turning the world upside down? The church, now listen, I know that I'm preaching to the choir. Some of you. The church needs to be turning the world upside down, not cooperating with it. Well, you know, we try to be a blessing to the community. Who told you to do that? Who told you to serve the community? Somebody tell you to do that? You know, you're supposed to be a shining city on the hill that the community looks up to and says, I want what they have. Not let me wash your car for you. How do we get people to go to the church? Well, we're doing a community car wash at the local ark church to better together your home let's don't do this life alone to your local ark church no power they all closed got their ppp money vaccination centers now the world needs to fear the church because they fear god through the church but they don't. Why? Because the church is indistinguishable from the world. I have a list. They wear their mask. The church social distances just like the world. They lock down just like the world. They quarantine just like the world. They speak the world's language. They say things like new normal and better together and together alone. They take their vaccine. They push their vaccine. T.D. Jakes can't get his church vaccinated fast enough. He wants to be public, then I'll go public. Quiet in here. What are you guys afraid? It's over. What, it's over. Look at me. It's over. There's no political correctness left. You can't comply and keep your mouth shut out of what we're in. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, and he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Psalm 25, 14 and 15. You, listen, you can't comply and political correct yourself out of it. 
There's no way. So don't be quiet. Don't be worried about if I bark out the name Andy Stanley. They need their names exposed. They're false prophets. They don't preach the Bible. They preach CDC, baby. In the book of Fauci, chapter one, verse one. <laughs> They're closed. They're gone. Tommy, you saying that it's hopeless for them? A lot of them, yeah, it's hopeless. They're gone. They ain't coming back. It's way too much to lose for them to accept the truth. Way too much to lose. That's what happens inside of families in America too. There's way too much to lose for you to repent. Well, I'm already losing my kids or I have a lousy marriage. But if I admit that I have a lousy marriage and that it's my fault, man, then I look like the jerk. Everybody already knows you're the jerk. Especially your spouse. Ask them to their face today, am I a jerk? Do it. Are you afraid? Do it. Look him in the eye and say, am I the cause of all that is wrong in my house? Ask them to their face. See, they, they, they tell you, they speak their language. They live their life. The church is indistinguishable from the world. They push their vaccine and they tolerate and they accommodate and they accept just like the world does. Oh, we know, you know, you're gay and that's all right. You're welcome in our church. Well, yeah, you're welcome to come, but you're going to hear that it's sin. Same as, same as fornication. Sex outside of marriage, it's heterosexual. They're going to hell too. You can go hand in hand, straight to hell. I'm disgusted by homosexuality. Well, great, be disgusted. But if you're fornicating, you're going to hell too. This isn't, this isn't the church of conservatism. This is the church of the Bible. Yeah, there's, listen, there's, I have a lot of political compatriots out there that are going to die and go straight to hell that are Republican conservatives. I'll tell them that without hesitation. Tom, you'll lose, you'll lose popularity. I don't care. I've, I'm already gone. I can't, I'm never, listen, it's not going to happen. I'm, never, I'm not trying to be popular. That was Trump's main problem. He tried to make people happy. You can't. You can't. You cannot make people happy by complying to them. Someday if I just comply enough, that person that I'm trying so hard to make happy in my life, if I comply enough, they'll be happy. No, they won't. They just lose respect for you. Yeah. Husband, you comply to your wife when you know that she's wrong. She's clipped you. You're a gelding. Your stud fee's gone. You're never making money that way again. <laughs> he puts you out the pasture. You go out there and eat the grass with all the female horses. It's true. You got to stand, man. That's, that's Tom. That's because you married a shrinking violet who's just sweet and never doesn't have a backbone. No. I don't lose those battles. You got a new dog right now? Malamal puppy. He's a male and he is all male and he is all into it. You better win every time. That dog will run your house. Every time. Biting, growling. You better take control. And man, it's up to you. Who's calling the shots in your house? You or your wife? If it's, not, if it's your wife, then you need to just go ahead and make an appointment. Do two things. Make two appointments. Join the Democratic Party and go get clipped. 
I'm sick and tired of, I'm, I am so sick and tired of weak men. That gum, what are you scared of? She's a girl, man. Goodness. Mama ain't happy. The whole house isn't happy. Mama, you're a reprobate if you're that way. You need to change. And husband, you need to stand up to her. You can't comply your way out of it. That's exactly what the world, that's exactly what the church is trying to do. Look how sweet we are as we comply. Someday they'll get off of us. No, they won't. Ever. They take the world, the church takes the world's money. Remember, the church is indistinguishable from the world. That's why the world does not fear the church. They're indistinguishable. They wear their mask. They social distance. They lock down. They take their vaccine. Most Christians are taking the vaccine. You know that, right? Everybody thinks that it's white evangelicals that are not taking the vaccine. They're all taking it. It's all, it's, it's blacks and Hispanics who aren't taking it up to the tune of 70%. 53% of whites have taken it already. They come down on us. It's not, it's not us. It should be. The art church, they're knocking old ladies out of the way. Look at us. Look at us love. Look at us love. Taking a vaccine that doesn't block transmission and actually makes you yourself a super spreader. You know, this is not a pandemic of the vaccinated. I mean, this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's a pandemic of the vaccinated because they're carrying gyro, giant viral loads all over the place, spreading it to everybody. They take, the church takes the world's money. Oh, you know what? We're going to, we'll close. You know, we'll, we want the government money. Give us our PPP money. All over, hundreds of millions of dollars went to evangelical churches during, during the COVID lockdown. Still is. And by doing all this, the church lies to the world. You strap on a mask, you're a bold-faced liar. You're a liar. Does nothing. So how did all this happen? You can find it in James chapter 4, verse 2. Starts off with everybody knows this verse, yet you have not because you ask not, right? Everybody uses that as a faith verse. It's a great faith, faith verse. I've used it many times. I get it. It applies, but it has a much deeper meaning. Go to the next one. James chapter 4, 3 and 4. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world, God kind of doesn't like it. No, it's hatred toward God. If you see enmity in your Bible or up here, that's, that's the New King James. It also says in the NIV, hatred towards God. That's what enmity means. Hatred towards God if you're a friend of the world. Think about what it means to be a butt kisser for the world. A friend of the world or a bootlicker for the world, whatever. Those are worse. If you do what the world says... You're the world's slave, and God considers it hatred towards him if you're merely a friend, not a slave. It's 50 times worse, worse if you're a slave. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. You see, you need to see how in Scripture obedience is lined up with blessing. If anyone does not remain in me, they are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. 
That's John chapter 15, verse six. What's the verse after it? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Yet they have not because they ask not. They don't even know what to ask. What's the church asking for today? What are they asking for? They're not asking for anything having to do with the Bible because they're friends of the world and enemies of God. The churches. Oh, that can't happen. Really? You see the Catholic church? You think they're friends of God? The modern evangelical movement in America is the new, brand new Catholic church. They have a form of godliness, but they deny his power. And from such people, we are to turn away. Where do you get that from? Oh, it's just 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. You mingle with them, act like they're all right? No. Listen, I know they all hate me. I don't care. I'm the only one giving those people at those art churches a chance. Their pastors certainly aren't. And watch them all lock back down for Delta. Watch. 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Do not love the world. If you're indistinguishable from the world, what are you? A lover of the world. Do not love the world or anything in the world. Christians, I'll say this to you too. Does your calendar look just like the world's? It shouldn't. The reason why we lack power is because we have unbelief. And the only way to get rid of unbelief is works. It's called prayer, Bible study, worship and fellowship. The four essentials. If you're not doing those, you're not only not alleviating unbelief, you're building it. Well, we just don't have time. Got to fill that minivan up and get to all the practices. Do not love the world. That's what the world does. They fill up their entire life with busyness and they have no time for God. Because their God is the world. Do not love the world or anything in the world. You want me to give you the deep definition, the theological explanation of that? Don't love the world or anything in it. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father but from the world. And the church is indistinguishable from this. Don't let it be you. It's not world and God. It's world or God. You can't do it both. You're going to have to choose. Or you'll be vulnerable. Lots of Christians were standing up strong. Now they're scared because of the Delta variant. You know what I did with the Delta variant? Nothing. Same thing I did with the Alpha variant. Nothing. We're already at a D now in the Greek, Greek alphabet. How far do you think they'll take it? As far as long, as long as you're willing to put those chains around your neck. They'll ride you all the way home. All the way to a new world order and a mark of the beast with a mark on your forehead or right hand. Well, that'll never happen, really. I love the Christians who do not see the connection. Do you not think that evangelical Christians, do you not think that this will eventually take place? You don't think that eventually it will happen? Going to a church that preaches it or not? You ought to be. What do you get? What do you, what, what's going to happen? Moms and dads, you go, to, you go to some lukewarm, COVID-caving, coward church, what's going to happen with your kids? 
Think, think they're going to resist? They're not going to even know. You know, but most people take the mark of the beast have no idea they're taking it. No idea whatsoever. They're rejoicing. This is all on all the mainstream news sources. All the, all the pundits, yes, we do believe that people ought to prove vaccination before they can enter into this, to that, to buy, sell, trade, or travel, right? They're all putting it out there. It's wide open. And no, no pastors are preaching about it outside of just a few. James 4, 5, 5 through 8 says this, starting on verse 5. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Remember where we're at now. We're talking about you adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? His name is jealous. It's found in Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous with a capital J is a jealous God. It's not world and God. It's world or God. He yearns jealously for you. Aren't you happy about that? The only reason why you and I are saved today is because the Holy Spirit yearns jealously for you. Every area of your life that you feel conviction right now, or you just feel anger towards me because I'm putting conviction on you, is because the Holy Spirit yearns jealously for you, personally. Matthew 6, 24 says this, no man can serve two masters. You know what that means? No man can serve two masters. Back to husbands and wives. Who's your master? Jesus or your husband? Jesus or your wife? Jesus or your kids? Jesus or your calendar? No man can serve both. You're going to have to choose. Well, I want to play it off. You know what? You're making yourself vulnerable. I want to I straddle the fence. Good luck with that. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and money. Tom, what does money have to do with everything? That's why the, the pastor's closed. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. So I, listen, what do, you, what do you think pastors are motivated by? You're motivated by the Bible, the sword of the Spirit, and you close your church? Don't think so. Matthew 12, 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. You have to choose. See, for me, it's nothing. Nothing. Some, some people probably even in this room, you've masked to make other people feel comfortable. Some people watching, you've masked to make, your, make other people feel comfortable. Not me. I'll purposely unmask to make you uncomfortable. I've, I've only worn a mask twice, and that's because they forced me to in Inglewood Hospital. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see the people that I needed to see in there. I'm not wearing that stupid thing to make somebody feel comfortable. Why, why would I comply with lunatics to make lunatics feel comfortable? To win them to the kingdom? You really think that works? It doesn't work. 
You find in the Bible where complying with somebody wins them to the, wins them to the Lord. Find in the Bible where it says loving them wins them to the Lord. I know that's a shock. Many, oh my gosh, that violates my art church doctrine. Why am I here? God's making you be here. Some of you want to escape, but the Holy Spirit won't let you leave. You'll have to defy him to leave. You're, some, some people already have. I'm not going there. I'm uncomfortable. All right, great. Back to James 4, 5. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. Does the church, does the church follow the Holy Spirit or the spirit of the world? Which one is it? Which one will we follow? We follow the Holy Spirit here. 99.9% of churches around the globe follow the spirit of the world. They look, if you, listen, this is deep now. Are you ready? You ready over here? This is deep, deep. I live on a small lake. And every winter, something comes flying and lands in my lake. And it quacks. It paddles around in the water. Eats bugs, dives underwater, flies like a duck, quacks like a duck, paddles in the water like a duck. You know what it is? This is deep now. It's deep. It's a duck. So if you look like it, you quack like it, you paddle around like it, you are it. There is no, there is, it's just like the, like the, the left in this country tears apart America tears down the Constitution and says, we're doing this in the name of America. If you question an election, you're committing an insurrection. That is America's the question. You can't, you cannot, you cannot sit there and go, you know what? In every way, I look like them, I act like them, I comply like them, but I'm still a Christian. I'm still a solid Christian. You're not. Paul said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Is the church following the Spirit of the world or the Holy Spirit? Paul, the one who won the most souls in the New Testament, said, I'm following the Holy Spirit. I don't even use wise and persuasive words. I just demonstrate the Spirit's power. You see what I mean? Where does Paul say, I love them into the kingdom? You're like, Tom, are you anti-love? No. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We're to demonstrate love for one another, not go out and wash the world's cars. Where do you get that from, Tom? All the ark churches in this area. Community car wash, food pantry. And Tom, you don't want to feed the hungry? Not the American hungry. You're like, wow, what did I, what did I walk into here? You don't know them. You are, you're never a cop. I know them. You don't know those homeless people. All, there's jobs. How many, how many jobs are available in America right now? Nine million. Right now, nine million unfilled. They can't find anybody. They'll take anybody. Nobody will work. Am I, you're, you're, you're telling me I should feed those people? No, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Why don't we have a big homeless ministry here? Take your homeless ministry and shove it up your own caboose. <laughs> this isn't India. There's jobs here. 
I dealt with those people. You did not. 25 years in law enforcement. I dealt with them. I know them. You don't. I'm just Mr. Compassion. Well, if you're Mr. Compassion, I'll tell you where you need to go today. You ready? Look up at me now. You Mr. and Mrs. Compassion, look up at me. You need to drive to Indian Mount Park. There's a whole homeless encampment there. You go minister. Show me the way. Now, there are a bunch of people that are unwilling, unwilling to work. And if you don't work, what's Scripture say? You don't eat. Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. That's the, way, that's the way it is. That's, by the way, what I just said is way more Bible than the people who endlessly feed people, enabling them to stay the way they are. I give them their way out. They're feeding them on their way to hell. I'm offering the way to get out of hell. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 through 12. Our question is, is the modern church following the spirit of the world or the Holy Spirit? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us, how? By his spirit. Most Christians ignore the Holy Spirit. They make all their decisions outside of the Holy Spirit. They marry outside of the Holy Spirit. They go to the church the Holy Spirit has told them not to go to. It's revealed to them by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. You won't get it outside of the Holy Spirit. What about the Bible? The Bible is the sword of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit testifies to that which he has already heard. You can't do it without him. You won't change a soul. But the world, listen, the church follows the spirit of the world. We're going to show everybody how much we love everybody by complying. That's not the Holy Spirit. You're following the spirit of compliance, the spirit of the world. The, spirit, the Holy Spirit's uncomfortable, quick, powerful, sharp. Not complying, not bootlicking, not butt kissing. That's the easy way. So what's the solution, Tom? The solution's found in James 2, but he gives more grace. James chapter 4, 6 through 8. Some of you are like, what are all these things you keep reading? This is the Bible. Most churches are unaware of it these days. Most, most Americans have no clue about the Constitution. Most Christians have no clue about the Bible. Most Christians who call themselves evangelical Christians would never choose Jesus if they read the Bible because they would say Jesus is unchristlike. Because Jesus doesn't comply. What are you saying, Tom, that if I get on my way home today, I can just speed and not pull over? No, then you're an idiot. That's, wrong. That's where Romans 13 comes in, not to tyranny. James 4, 6 through 8. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. How can we turn this whole situation around? This does not apply to this church, but it applies to 99.9% .9 of all churches on the globe. You're going to have to humble yourself. 
You're going to have to say I was wrong. Most people can't, can't do that, period. They never can just flat out say, I was wrong. They'll do anything not to say it. And that's why, what, what continually happens for them? Destruction. Because that's where pride goes before. That's why they had nothing goes right in their life. Never, their life never reaches ideal, the ideal uh, life that they want. Their life never gets to that place because they never humble themselves and say, I was wrong. And I'm talking about evangelicals here. We, we should be the quintessential example of humility. I was wrong. You're like, Tom, I bet you in your house, you're this Bible thumper, screamer from the pulpit. Probably everybody in your house is terrified of you. You probably, you know, don't exude any sort of humility. Ask my family. When I mess up, I go eye to eye with my family and I say, it was me. I am sorry. I was wrong. Will you forgive my sin? Ask them. I can't get to them before you do. (laughs) Ask them. Therefore, verse 7, submit to God. Submit. That, That term is absolutely lost in American culture. Submit. I submit to no man. I remember some yahoo telling me that one time. He's one of these endless floating prophets that goes from one church to another espousing virtue that nobody's asking for. But believing the entire time he's, he's living in the perfect will of God. And I told him, I said, you have a problem. You, you don't submit to any sort of pastoral authority in your life. I submit to no man. Oh, really? Did you pay your taxes last year? I believe you did. You go, you, on the way home today, if the blue lights come on behind you, you're not pulling over? But you see, his, their great pride only exists in resisting God. A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. Proverbs 19.3. That's what you see in the world today. They're, they're ruining themselves. We want free this. We want free that. And they hate God. It's their own folly that leads to their ruin. Draw near to God. Here's the solution. Submit to God. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know what resist means? In the Greek, I mean it this time, actively fight against. Actively fight against the devil. You can't do that by saying, you know what? I just believe in the sovereignty of God. (laughs) Sovereignty does not mean in control of all. It means overall. Strongly taught. It's absolute heresy inside the church with how sovereignty is taught. I just do nothing, and you know, whatever happens, come what may, praise Jesus. Who wants, who wants what I have? Not me. So, no, that's why I know, would you fear that? Why did they nail Jesus to a cross? They're scared of him. He was a threat to them. Church in America? They're too busy. They've got, their, they've got their hands so tightly gripped around their ankles. I want you to think about what kind of threat. Picture yourself with your hands around your ankles. What kind of threat are you? 
I've incapacitated lots of people in my life. Put them in handcuffs. You know why? Because it incapacitates them. You're useless. You, then you put up a fight after handcuffs. What do we do then? Then we grab you by your legs. Then we don't tase them after they're handcuffed. <laughs> if you want to lose your job, you do. What you do then is sit on their legs, zip tie their legs together, crank them back, and zip tie their, their legs to the back of their wrists. Then, that's called hog tie. That way they can't headbutt your police car on the, all the way to the jail. Wow, I hate you, I hate you, mother. Blah, bleep, bleep, bleep. All right, let's pull over. <laughs> this, but they didn't have to do that by force to the church. church. What do you want us to do, Fouch? Well, what I'd like you to do is bend over and grab your ankles. Okay, no problem whatsoever. What else can we do? We want you to run around like that so we can publicly mock you. And don't think they're not. The leaders of this world, the Klaus Schwabs and the Prince Charleses all from the WEF, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, they're laughing at the evangelical church. They have no fear of God. That brings up Psalms 14.1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. They're mocking the evangelical church. They don't fear God at all. It's our fault. It's our fault because we don't, op- we don't even, even here, we don't operate in the power that we're called to operate in. We're too busy. Too busy to dispel unbelief. That's the, that, is your soul, that is your sole mission in life. What kind of covenant are we in? Don't say grace because it's not. It's a faith covenant. God took care of the grace. The covenant is the faith. So if that's the case, then we ought to be trying to dispel unbelief so that we can operate in the faith that we already have. But you can if you're too busy. That's choosing the spirit of the world. You have to carve out time. And here's the thing. That even is the wrong, that's the wrong terminology. God needs to, you need to carve out time for the rest of your life. Not carve out time for God. See, even I am brainwashed. It's true. I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived. See, the difference between me and a lot of Christians is this. It's all out in the open. With me and God, it's out in the open. Is it with you? These people in this room right now are actually avoiding looking at me. Because it's not out in the open for them. It's not. They won't go to God and say, Lord, what would you have me do in this scenario? They won't do it. That's why they're hiding right now. Hiding their face. Trying to stay distracted. Because you know what? They will not go to God. To his eyes. Eye to eye and say, Lord, is this what you have for me? Is what I'm doing what you want me to be doing? They won't do it. That's called submitting to God. Submit and resist the devil. But they won't do it. They're their own God. They ought, to, they ought to go home today, carve an image to themselves, and burn incense to themselves. Because they're their own God. Draw near to God. Verse 8. James 4, 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, written to Christians. Draw near to God. Cast off the world. It's all about two things. Or two people. The word and the spirit. That's what life is all about. There's nothing else. Well, no, I've got my family. 
Your kids were known by God before he formed them in your womb, mom. Stop living for your kids. You don't even own them. They're not going to call you mom in heaven. Sorry. They're gods. You and I are merely hotel managers. (laughs) We're managing. Come on in, come on out. they're, They're gods. They belong to the Lord. Well, I had them. He formed them before you ever knew about them. He knew them before you ever knew. How does that work? Don't know. (laughs) And we claim ownership over them. They're not ours. You just have responsibilities. It's all about two things in life. The word and the spirit. What about Jesus? Jesus is the word. Jesus was and is the word and he sent the Holy Spirit to proclaim himself through you. To live out the Holy Spirit. To live out being Christ-like through the power of the Holy Spirit through you. Where do you get that from, Tom? John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Do we do that? Do we, do we speak what we've already heard? Yes, we do, but most Christians don't know the Bible, so what are they speaking? Spirit of the world. You go up to people with your version of love and compassion, your version of marriage, your version of parenting, your version of Christianity, it's the spirit of the world. It's counterfeit. Ephesians 6, 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. So we have two things, the Word and the Spirit. Finishing with this, I'm going to tell you one, two, three things, and we're going to go. We have to do three things. We have to proclaim it, the Word and the Spirit. John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You can't have all things if you're in the spirit of the world. If everything is jobs, soccer practices, houses, and vacations, you're in the spirit of the world. He can't bring to your remembrance all things without the Holy Spirit. You cannot, if, the, if you're being dominated by the spirit of the world instead of the Holy Spirit, where are you going to get all things from? You know, some of us probably wonder, how why do Christians seem to make so many stupid decisions just like the world does? It's just sharing the same spirit. If you're preaching the word, you're preaching the spirit. And if you're preaching the spirit, you're preaching the word. Because the word is indistinguishable from the spirit. Now we have to live it. John chapter 14, verse 12. What's Jesus' expectations? I did an entire message series on Luke chapter 12, verse 8. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. So what are are those demands? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. There's your expectations. No, Tom, I'm just an average everyday Christian. No such thing. You're a harbator of the Spirit of God. Do you know who you are? 
See, I look around the room and I see you different than you see you. I don't care how you've led your life. If you got your life right with God right now, you have unlimited power. You're like, but I've tried, Tom, and it didn't work. That's because of unbelief. You're going to have to work to get rid of it. And then suddenly, you'll, be, you'll have raising from the dead power. The most of us will never take the time to do it. Where does that power come from? The Word and the Spirit. A lot of us would rather just go to religious institutions instead and just be sedated into thinking we're okay. Not this guy. I've left all that. That means, by the way, that they're no longer my friends and that they hate me. Are you okay with that or does everyone have to, does everyone have to love you? You're not called to be loved. You're called to love. So two very different things. That's why nobody can parent these days. They want to be loved by their kids instead of loving their kids. Listen, it's tough to whack. You got to see my puppy's face. That's a cute puppy. The other day he was chasing chickens around and completely ignoring me. Okay, he hit a brick wall. (laughs) Crying out, I don't care. You know, because I know what's best for him. That's called loving him instead of trying to be loved by him. It's caring more about him than you. Do you see it? You don't spank your kids. You care more about you than your own kids. Book of Proverbs says you hate your child. You spare the rod, you hate your child. What does hate mean? It means hate. (laughs) Deep and profound church this is. That's my theological degree in criminal justice. That's my only degree, criminal justice. (laughs) Otherwise, I just read the Bible and memorize it. That's it. You know why I do that? Why do I, why, why Tom, why do you memorize scripture? Oh, because Paul did. Paul had the entire Torah memorized and won the most souls in the New Testament. I think it might be valuable to memorize scripture. Right? I'll give you an example. Luke chapter 9, 1 and 2. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Living the word and proclaiming the word. I put that category under both. I'll finish with this. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Worship team, make your way. I really want you to hear this. I'm gonna let them kind of get all the way up here so that you're listening to this and not watching them come up. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Most of you know it. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What is life all about? Getting the Holy Spirit. Getting the Holy Spirit. You're like, Tom, I already got it. I speak with tongues. But is your unbelief blocking his power? That's when the word comes in. You see how it's always about both? Faith comes how? By hearing, hearing by. Right, so you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and you'll never see any manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Because you don't have too much unbelief. You're speaking in tongues, but you have too much unbelief to give sight to the blind. Tom, where do you get that unbelief stuff? Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Luke chapter 4, 37 through 41. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. That's what Jesus said. Whenever there was an expectation of the miraculous and it did not occur, Jesus said it's because of your unbelief. But the church teaches us what? Oh, it's all a process. That's not true. It's not true. It's all about the word. If you sit there and you dispel unbelief, suddenly, watch it, watch it'll happen, suddenly, 
Everything that you were not able to accomplish suddenly will happen because it's called the renewing of your mind. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Finishing right here. The Spirit preaches the word. What are we preaching? And the Spirit is power. If you want to change the world, if you want to change people, it's the only way. Even here with my illustrious binder of facts, this won't do a thing. That was just for you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to arm you with the truth. But what will happen is, just as Paul said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. If you want to change people, you're going to have to operate in power. You walk in the room, they're like, you don't think it'll happen for you? Well, I look this way, I look, who cares? You walk into the room, the Holy Spirit walks in you unfettered, unfettered by your unbelief, walks in free-flowing out of you, it'll change the world. What are you going to do though? How do you get rid of unbelief? Prayer, Bible study, worship, fellowship every day. That's how you do it. That's it. Simple as that. People, listen, most won't do it. But if you do, if you buck the trend, even of the modern evangelical movement, you buck the trend and you put the time in, watch and see what happens, how God opens up doors for you. Watch it. Stand with me. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking Him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.